Hey, hey, thanks for tuning in to the Just Janice podcast. I am your host, Janice, and we know that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. So in this joy-filled podcast, you're going to hear real-life stories from other believers. We're going to talk about the kingdom. We're going to magnify Jesus, and it's going to be awesome. So thanks for tuning in, and here we go. The Just Janice podcast is part of the NRT Podcast Network. To find other great podcasts in the network, visit newreleasetoday.com. Be sure to connect with me on Facebook and Instagram at Just Janice Podcast. It is 9.39 and time for the Positive Chats podcast. And we'll be chatting this morning with Janice Regal, author of the book Slaying Singlehood, Celebrating Life in Every Season. Good morning, Janice. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm excited. Oh, we are too. Looking forward to talking with you. And uh, where where are you at this morning? I'm in Southwest Michigan. Kind of a oh. rainy, dreary day here. Yeah, same here in Toledo. So we're pretty close to each other and same yucky weather. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, singlehood is something that singles don't always appreciate. <laughs> but uh, what's... Um, what inspired you? Well, first off, let's get to know you a little bit better. How'd you come uh, to write write this book? Well, I will say that I have had a dream and a passion in my heart to write pretty much since I could hold a pencil. And I've just <laughs> always wanted to be a writer. And so I've done that for years through blogs and just journaling and different things. And just always saw myself as writing a book one day. I'm actually in my second book now, which is so fun when God puts a dream in your heart. And just I encourage whoever is listening just to chase after it with him. And so about five years ago, I became single and just really felt like it was such a word for the body of Christ and just people in general. I have a lot of Christians and non-Christians that read my book and just a message to encourage people to celebrate life in every season, like the tagline says. And I love Ecclesiastes 3, one that says there's a time and a purpose for every season under heaven. And so with singlehood, a lot of times it's a season that we don't want. If we do find ourselves in that season, we want to get out of it as quickly as possible And so I just think it's so important that no matter where you're at in life, whether you're single or you're married or you're divorced or widowed, and I've had people in all of those categories read my book, that you just find what God wants to do in and through your life during the season that you're in because there's purpose for it. So just based on your uh, subtitle, Celebrating Life in Every Season, so you're not just talking to those that were married and have become single or before people have gotten married, you're, you're talking all possibilities of singleness? Yeah, and I've actually had, surprisingly, I've had a lot of married people read my book, and they're like, you need to tell people this is a book for everyone, because there's so much more in the book than just talking about a relationship status. That's just the season of life I'm in, and I really felt a call to minister to people in the season of singleness to know that you don't have to wait for a relationship to do what God's called you to do and to find your purpose and to find your identity in Him, because our identity exists outside of a relationship status. Well, let's start in the early years, the pre-marriage years, the teenage years, college-age years, when, uh, you know, you start getting that urge and then drawing towards the opposite sex and uh, wanting to find somebody to date. And some guys and, or girls seem to you know, have them getting a date or finding a girlfriend or boyfriend, and, but then there's some that uh, struggle and it, it hurts them. But there's some that, oh, I don't want anything to do with a relationship right now. Uh, tell us about the different situations for those you know, in the early days of their life, in the early seasons. Yeah, so I love I love this topic, and part of my story is that I did fall in love with someone in youth group, and we did get married very young, and within a few years, my story is that there was infidelity that happened, and so my story 
ended in divorce. And so I really hit on dealing with brokenness and, and disappointment when life doesn't look like the way you thought it would and all of that. But for me, I really went back to in this book, especially in a lot of times in a ministry into setting a standard and really allowing the Lord to bring that relationship and not being hasty with things, which is, is part of my story is there was just a haste in the relationship and just like a, a settling on my part. And so just walking out relationships with the Lord. And so if you find yourself not getting dates, just trusting like that that person maybe isn't ready. I love the scripture that says he withholds no good thing from those who walk uprightly. And so when we're walking uprightly with him, if, if relationship isn't part of your story right now, it's because he doesn't deem it as good for you right now. And so to just choose to focus on the Lord and growing in your relationship with him, because that's the most important relationship that you'll ever have and not making relationships an idol, which is so easy to do. And there's a, there's a pressure in culture too. And just the stigma that like, if you're not in a relationship, you must not be happy, but I have been so content in this season. And yes, I'm believing that God is going to send an awesome man of God into my life and the time is right. But right now that's not the time for, for me. And so whatever season that you're in, where you find yourself, just trust that God only has good things for you and his timing is so perfect. Well, you have your story, you know, marrying your, your childhood sweetheart. Um, we hear stories of like yours, but then we hear stories of, uh, you know, a couple of they childhood sweethearts and they, you know, lived on for a happy life till death they parted. Um, what, why is there a difference? What, to, what would be the cause of either way? Why, why do some survive and some don't? Absolutely. I think a lot of it is lack of commitment in our culture. I actually just had this conversation a few days ago with one of my friends that, a lot of times we just really both, you have to have commitment on both sides. And if both people aren't 100% in the relationship, I hear that said all the time. Like it's not 50, 50, it's a hundred, a hundred. And I actually was believing even through all of the infidelity, like God, miracle working God, and you could restore this relationship. And that didn't end up being my story. But then he also was showing me through the process of the brokenness and all of that, that my story is still being written and that my story is not over just because I went through something devastating and my story isn't everybody's story but I do have a story to tell just like we all do and God wants to use all of our stories whether you had a broken relationship that God restored or you have had a broken relationship that God released you from it doesn't matter like there are people who need to hear our stories and God has really been teaching me that last few years as I've written this book and really ministered on this topic a lot that that it is so important that we don't hide our stories and there's such a value in vulnerability. And there's parts of my story that I was like, I'll be glad if no one ever knows this part of my story, but God has really challenged me to not hide it and to be vulnerable. And when I have stepped out and in different settings, when the Lord has called me to minister in different ways and share different parts of my story, I've found that I've had connections with people that needed to hear that there is the pain and that God does restore all things and that he does heal the brokenhearted and bind up our wounds and that he does give us purpose beyond everything that we've, that we've journeyed through. So I would say no matter what your story is, just to allow the Lord to use your story to bring him glory and to let other people know that there is hope in him. Uh, let's, let's help out those that you know never been married or the early singles um, to understand, okay, am I being called to be married? And should I be single? How long should I be single? Can you give some advice to someone in that situation? That was really yeah. seeking God. Yeah, and even me, like on the other side of it, one thing that I do very intentionally is praying for my future husband. So I encourage anyone on here who is single to be intentional about praying for that future spouse and just, just continue to trust God's timing in it. And if that desire is in your heart, it's there for a reason and it's probably just a timing thing. 
And that's what the Lord's been speaking to me, two words, just wait and timing. And I have a whole chapter on waiting well. What does that look like? And when we're in a season of waiting, we're believing for a relationship, or, or if you've had that promise given to you, it's to know that he's not just a promise maker, he's a promise keeper. And when that time is right, he'll make it happen. But just to know that, like, wherever you're at right now, to not sit idly or not feel like you have to, like, sit on the sidelines and wait until, you know, that relationship comes to live your life. But just to stay encouraged, to stay hopeful, find scriptures about relationships and about marriage and what you're believing for and choose to pray those over your life, pray those over your future spouse, and and just trust the Lord with your heart. The Lord says to guard our heart above all else because everything we do flows from it. And there's also scripture that says hope deferred makes the heart sick. And that is so easy in the single season to just get heart sick and weary in the waiting. And you know, even when you're believing God, like, I know you have someone so special for me, but it feels like it's never going to happen just to keep yourself encouraged in the word of God, to keep yourself surrounded with other believers, to not be afraid to reach out to brothers and sisters in Christ and let them pray for you and encourage you. I've had that where I've had to reach out to brothers and sisters and say, oh my gosh, I'm really struggling. I just feel like I'm just struggling with hope deferred and it feels like it's never going to happen and then they'll encourage my heart and remind me of what the word of God says and just encourage me in the season that I find myself in so not to let yourself be discouraged I think is a huge thing and just to keep believing for what you feel like God has for your future and to know that his timing is perfect. We're talking with Janice Regal, author of the book Slaying Singlehood, Celebrating Life in Every Season. All right now Janice, for those that are single again like yourself, um, what differences do second time singles face that uh, are different from being originally single? Well, I think there's one thing that the Lord really called me to be intentional with is to deal with the hurt and the brokenness that I experienced through my divorce and through just the, the loss of that relationship. And I would encourage anyone who is finding themselves single again to just really spend time in God's presence and in his word and let him heal you. And so many times I think we just rush to get in another relationship because it validates us somehow. And it's so important that we take that time to let him heal our hearts so that we are healed and whole when we do enter into the relationship he has for us in the future. And just so that we're walking through life healed and whole. We're not meant to walk broken and, and just full of all that pain and discouragement from what we've walked through. Actually, I have a whole chapter about that, too, about healing the hurt and dealing with disappointment and all of those things. And that would be like my biggest piece of advice to people is to not feel like you have to rush a relationship to be validated, to know that you're validated in Christ and your identity is in him and that exists outside of the relationship. And you, you generally, well, there'll be things in between, but you'll have well, one side or the other. Oh, I'm never going to get married again. I'm always going to be single, just so, you know, bitterness. And then the other says, oh, I can't live without somebody. I need to have somebody. What are the uh, concerns for either of those extremes? I actually was just watching a video teaching last night, and she really hit on unforgiveness and bitterness and offense. And so I would just encourage people to not, like the word says, not let any bitterness take root in your heart, to really guard your heart, to ask the Lord, God, is there any unforgiveness in me? Is there anything in me that isn't pleasing to you and not your best for me? And then allow the Lord to work through that with you so that you're not walking in bitterness and unforgiveness because that will affect every area of your life. The word says that, like the verse I said earlier about guarding the heart above all else, because everything we do flows from that. Everything we do flows from the condition of our heart. So it's going to affect the way that you are interacting at work and in your family and all sorts of just all different relationships that you may have. And so I encourage people to just deal with their heart and to, to not let themselves stay in a place of bitterness. And that was, 
for me, that was just something I did a lot. I would just throw on worship music and just sit in my living room and just sit before the Lord and let him heal my heart. And that was what I really felt like he called me to, especially at the beginning was he was just speaking to me, like, let me love you right now. And so letting him heal all of those hurts. And I, I love that he is near to the brokenhearted. He is so near. And I just remember how tangibly I felt his presence during that, during that season and how just wonderfully he, he healed my heart and just know that he is a great healer. And so I encourage anyone on here to not let bitterness take root, to make sure that you're walking in forgiveness. And there's so many scriptures that you can even find on forgiveness. Google if you have to scriptures on forgiveness, scriptures on bitterness, and to not let that be part of your identity. And I've heard uh, someone say once that, hey, if you're, if you can't, this is outside of marriage, if you can't live with somebody, you probably shouldn't. And so they they Mm -hmm. feel that, oh, I I just can't live without that person, or I got to have somebody in my life, I I can't be alone. What would you say to someone in in that extreme? I know for me, I've, I've thought about those kind of things a lot, especially ministering on relationships, that I don't ever want to put that unfair pressure on another person to be my happiness to be my you know source of joy and all of that like I find my joy in the Lord and so that pressure will never be on another person that you know my pastor my friends my future spouse anyone I don't ever want to put that on them and it really can relationships can really become an idol in our lives and it's so important that we don't allow that and that we really find our joy in him and the Lord's um, called me to start on my social media as I've been doing these like dear future husband posts and I've been writing things like I always start out with like a gut-punching statement and so one that I did was dear future husband I don't need you and so I went into this whole like letter about like I don't need you but I want you and I'm excited to run alongside you in life and to do ministry and to advance the kingdom with you but I don't need you because I found my soul satisfaction in Christ and so just not making relationships an idol is so important and I think we do that with a lot of things in our culture we put things in a place that they don't that they shouldn't be and so just finding your identity, finding your strength, finding your joy in him so that that pressure is never on another person. And when they come along, they complement your life, but they don't complete it. Very good. We're talking with Janice Regal about slaying singlehood, celebrating life in every season. If you have a question for Janet, Janice, uh, text us at 419-240-1937. That's 419-240-1937. Now, biblically, being a Christian, an important part of singleness is sexual purity. Um, what would advice would you give to those who have compromised the sex purity in the past? Absolutely. I think the biggest thing to know is that there's grace for anything that we have fallen short of and to know that his mercies are new every morning. And I love in the word where it says that he delights in showing mercy, that he is rich in mercy. And to just receive that for yourself, let him wash over you. I love where the word says it. We are washed by the water of the word. And so to, to know that there is an opportunity to start fresh and to start new and to not let shame be your story, to not let shame define you and to choose to turn and walk in purity. And I have a whole chapter on that called Pledge to Purity where I talk about sexual purity, but I also talk about just media and what we're feeding ourselves, whether that's through music or movies or things to to be very guarded with our eye gates and our ear gates and what we're listening to and what we're watching because those things, just subtle compromises, can lead to bigger compromises. And so it always starts small. And so I would just encourage anyone listening who has compromised their sexual purity to know that there's grace for you, to know that 
He can restore you and redeem all things and full and forgiving and to know that shame doesn't have to hang over your head. I love where the word says that those who look to him are radiant with joy and their faces will never be ashamed. And so just knowing that you can start fresh. The, the word says, the Lord says that, uh, you know, you do not have sex outside of marriage. Um, but why does he say that? He doesn't say that to be, you know, to be a killjoy. He says that for a good reason. Why is it best to uh, stay, stay sexually pure when you're single? Absolutely. Well, I think even in the natural, I mean, you have, diseases and all sorts of things and then you could get in a whole conversation about soul ties and and things like that but ultimately like when god sets a boundary it's always for our good it's not like you said it's not to be a killjoy and so that you don't endeavor to know that there's just such a beautiful thing of sex inside of covenant and to know that that is how he designed it to be and that is what his word says that the marriage bed should not be undefiled and and there's so many scriptures on sexual purity and, and there may be people listening who genuinely don't even know that the word of God says those things and our culture is so inundated with oh my gosh sexual sin and and promiscuity and so just to know what those scriptures say and to know that God's heart for us is always for our best that he always has good in mind for us and so if he tells us to do something or not to do something it is because he has designed it to be that way our best interest and so when we give ourselves away so freely we're giving away pieces of our heart and it's just yeah, I just really want to hit on that again, that he can restore and redeem all things. If maybe you are new to the faith or you don't know the word of God and didn't know that that was his, his best for you and what the word says, to know that you can start fresh and start new in him and that there's redemption for those things. But just trusting his heart. When we trust his heart, we trust his character. We can know that if he gives us guidelines, it's because it's for our good. And um, being single, you're alone. You talk about... Isolation, though, as an enemy, what's uh, the danger of isolate, isolating yourself being single? Yeah, there's actually a scripture in Proverbs that, that talks about isolation and how it's unwise. There's actually a scripture that says isolation is stupid or that it's stupid to isolate. Um, but anyway, that scripture really just isolating ourselves. So I'm alone and I live alone and whatever, but it's, I'm so surrounded by such good, rich community. And that's something I'm very intentional about. I have an incredible church family and I have an incredible um, ministry that I'm a part of. And I have a lot of brothers and sisters in Christ that I run in life with that are outside of my church as well. And I think it's so important we do allow God to cultivate a, a healthy community around us so that we're not isolated, so that we can allow other people's voices to speak into us so that we can learn from one another, we can sharpen one another, like the word says. And I love, like, one of my favorite things in the world is just to sit down and have coffee with someone and have good, rich conversation. And to, like, ask people, like, what are you, what is God teaching you in this season? What are you learning in the word? And having those conversations is so important. And then, too, to just, I've had, um, have such, such awesome community. I'm so blessed by that. But one thing I love is when I'm in conversation with people, and they're like sharing with me what God is showing them in this season. And it's similar to what God's been teaching me. And we can just build off one another. And it's, it's so important because when we're isolated, we're really a target for the enemy to attack our mind and to attack our lives. But when we have our brothers and sisters in Christ and we're linked up together in unity, which is a huge thing I preach on, uh, just staying in unity and not allowing division to, to come into the church and to come into relationships. But when we're standing together in unity, we can really build each other up encourage each other like the word says all the more as the day draws near to have those 
deep, meaningful relationships so that we can speak into each other's lives, that we can remind each other of the truth of God's word and we can encourage each other in the lane that we're in. That's another thing that I talk about a lot is just staying in your own lane, but also when I see my brothers and sisters in Christ running after the call of God on their lives, I want to be someone who encourages that for them and just speaks God's word and speaks life into them and blessings over them. And so community is so important. It's something I'm super passionate about. Awesome. All right. Well, hey, before we close, can you pray for those that are single for whatever reason, whether they're willingly or unwillingly or whatever the reason, can you pray for our singles? Absolutely. I would love to. Father God, thank you so much for the opportunity to just be on today. God, I praise you and thank you for your goodness and your faithfulness. God, I praise you and thank you for your word, God, that is living and active. And Lord, I lift up every single listener who finds himself in a season of being single. God, I pray that they would not grow weary in the waiting. Lord, I pray that you would strengthen them with might in their inner man. God, I pray that they would chase after the call of God that is on their life in this season, God. And I know that you are preparing them for what's next, God, that you're preparing them in this season, God, for the relationships that you've ordained for them. And I pray over their hearts, God, healing to happen, God, that that would take place, or that they would just find themselves in your presence and in your word, God, that you would continue to transform them by the renewing of their mind. And we do that through your word, God. And I just praise you and thank you that you are good and you are faithful to your word, that you keep every promise that you make. And Lord, I pray that you would strengthen it, the hearts of every listener, whether they're in a relationship or not, and just speak blessings over anyone who's listening that may be in a relationship, God. I speak unity over their marriage, Lord. And, and I just thank you for what you are doing in this season in the earth, Lord. And we just praise you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. This is Janice Regal, author of the book, Slaying Singlehood, Celebrating Life in Every Season. Janice, how can people get a copy of the book? Um, you can actually go to my website at stirredupministries.com. And uh, you have uh, your own ministry, or do you uh, encourage uh, women um, and do some uh, conferences as well? Tell us about uh, your, your ministry. Yeah, so I started Stirred Up Ministries two years ago with really a vision to just get women together at coffee shops. And it started out with a very small, like, glimpse of vision, and God has expanded it. So in the last two years, we have done almost 70 events in coffee shops, and we've done conferences, and we've done events in homes and barns and churches. It's just a, a time to get together, and we get into the Word. We teach and preach. We pray. We minister to people. We share testimonies. We bring in different speakers. And so it's just been really fun to just watch God just do what he does. And really the heart of the ministry is to awaken women in the body of Christ to reignite their first love passion, to reignite their God-given callings and giftings to expand the kingdom. And so that's what we've been doing and are going to continue doing as long as God allows us to do it. Awesome. So where can people find out more information about Stirred Up Women's Ministry? Um, we are on Facebook and Instagram at Stirred Up Ministries, and then our website is stirredupministries.com. All right. And again, you can get the your book there as well. All right, Janice, it's been great talking. I really enjoyed the conversation and uh, God's blessings on your ministry and uh, that uh, the book will change lives. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. And uh, we have a copy of the book to away. The first person to text book to 419-240-1937 will receive a copy of Janice Regal's book, Slaying Singlehood, Celebrating Life in Every Season. Be the first to text book to 419-240-1937 and it's yours. That'll do it for the Positive Chess Podcast on YesFM. Coming up on Monday, we'll talk with Kim Mass about the way of the kingdom. That'll be Monday at 9.30 on the Positive Chats Podcast. Coming up next, it's Pete filling in for Sarah this morning. 